Welcome to Product Sense, the show where we talk about our favorite eco-friendly tech products shared on Steam Hunt, a blockchain version of Product Hunt. I'm Dalio, and I'm Team Humble, and we're glad you're here. Welcome everybody. That sounds really techno. So I'll turn that off. <laughs> like, it sounds like an '80s DJ. Like, <laughs> welcome everybody. Um, hi everybody. This is Product Sense for. I believe the first first week of February, is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the seventh. I mean, it's the seventh, so seventh we're still Feb. on the cusp. It's on the second week, but the first full week, but the weekend. But we're on time for doing product sense because we normally do it on a Thursday, right? That's true. Yeah, so we normally do um, positively, negatively on Wednesday, and then we do this on the Thursday. And we're trying to ramp up to do it twice a week, but we're not sure how we're fitting that in right now because we've just got some oh. little bits and pieces out, like, going on. Soon. Yeah, soon, 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 soon. But we just have to get things, like, get that, get it running. Yeah. Get it up and running. And that, because I feel like we're just in, like, we're in behind-the-scenes prep mode at the minute. Yeah, there's a few things um, outstanding. Once maintenance mode, then we can, um, we can give you all the auditory content that yeah. you desire. ASMR. Steam hunt. I wonder if somebody somebody should do an ASMR for Steam Hunt product top ten, like number one. We have another fucking drone. <laughs> number two. Imagine like enraged <laughs> ASMR. Someone who's just enraged, so yeah. angry, but is like, I can't believe these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like calm anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like forced. It's like all this anger then is forced through this little hyper niche. Somebody somewhere wants that forced. Oh. Forced would, calm anger ASMR. It would make me so happy. It's a bit like those people who do those um, those meditations. They're like, forget about your fucking work for ten fucking seconds, it, and it's really relaxing. But it's just littered with profanity. I like I the Daleks one you showed me that time. Relax. Relax. <laughs> relax. <laughs> All right. So yeah, feel we, a bit like a Dalek today. We do product sense because we are moderators over on Steam Hunt, which is a decentralized product hunt. If you've never heard of product hunt, it's a site where people hunt their favorite technology, uh, software, services, web things in general. It's and uh, SteamHunt.com is a decentralized version of that that incentivizes people using the Steam token from Steam blockchain, and that means you can earn Steam which then you can upgrade to Steam Power, which gives you more curation rewards on the platform. Um, we are both mods from the very, very beginning. We've been on there six months. I've uh, done 9,000 comments in the last six months. I am the top, top mod commenter. Wow. Get some of that for your ego. Wow. Um, today, I quickly want to give you an update about Steam Hunt because we push out, or should I say the team, which is uh, at Tabris and at Project 7 on the team on the Steam blockchain. They are the main team that runs it. They are the ins and outs of the platform. We're just moderators on there. There's two main team members, the two people I've just mentioned. There's about 10 mods, probably 11 mods, and then there's probably about 20 influencers. So there's quite a big group, community group around it, and then you've got the hunters. On average, we're in the top 10 of decentralized apps out of 2,000 worldwide. Hell and we yeah. roughly have... 260 odd people each day contributing to uh, hunts on the, on the platform so you Submitting end up with their favorite technologies yeah. for everyone to see so we end up with 150 200 products per day and yeah. obviously some of those get delisted if they're duplicate or whatever but um very active yeah and i think i what i like about steam hunt uh other than you know obviously being run on the steam blockchain which i just think is badass in general but 
I think a lot of what gets shared there is a lot more physical products. Whereas if you're familiar with uh, Product Hunt, it's a lot more software. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a a good thing and a different thing. I think that's something that was missing. But it's also, like you said, the reason why we wanted to start this podcast. Because with physical items becomes physical waste and physical mm. plastic and all kinds of... It just takes a different type of a toll on the environment. So it kind of forced us to being faced with these things as moderators going through and seeing like hundreds of things in that and the re- realizing that those things are actual objects that are out there and they're being mass produced and it just seems like a wave that never <laughs> never stops i feel like this a lot of times this podcast is like our pressure valve release from that yeah because feeling of overwhelm yeah because when you think of a drone for me when i think of a drone for instance i think of DJI and I think of the latest version that they've got with the Hasselblad camera on it and I know they cost $2,000 maybe around that kind of price Mm. but what you don't realize is somebody who's into technology and then sees that as the flagship drone out there that there's probably maybe another 100 or 200 companies making drones for like 50 bucks right so if you're really interested in in owning a drone you come from a country where you know your daily wage or monthly wage is nowhere and it could take you a year or years to buy that top-end DJI and so you'll probably go out and buy the cheap $50 drone because you want to have the experience of the top flight drone and then your experience is probably going to be ruined because you can only fly the thing for eight minutes because you've charged it for three hours so like then instantly the whole thing falls out the window for me so you don't normally consider that when you're going to buy a drone or when you have an interest in drones. Mm. You don't think about the the marketplace of shipping containers coming over for six weeks full to the brim of like 200,000 cheap drones, mm. right? Like you, It's funny how we like detach ourselves from all that stuff that's being built in the background because we just focus on the one drone. Like, or at least I yeah. do. Well, I focus on the one drone. And, and we've been through so many iterations of the PG, which is like our posting guidelines. Mm-hmm that it forced us to have a lot of conversations and I don't think it I don't think I anticipated this it forced us to have a lot of conversations about what is a product and I feel like that sounds like a very easy self-explanatory thing but things were getting hunted that were concepts okay what is a concept versus a product what is a business versus what a is product? a prototype right and 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 like it kind of reinforces this whole idea that like Anybody can buy a domain and put a website up. Uh-huh. So, at what point does it is it a full is it a product? Is it something that's actually on the market that you can get your hands on? Like, what are the what are the attributes? We've kind of had to like take all these little definitions and put them together of what actually makes a product. And that that process to me um, showed a lot of the vulnerabilities of like, oh, anybody can put up a website. Anybody can get mm. a three D render done mm-hmm. on by a freelancer on Upwork for you know, five, ten dollars. And so like what what is that what is the standard that we're gonna have? Like, you know, we had to have a standard in terms of posting, but what is the standard that we're gonna have in terms of what we buy? You know? It's kinda interesting how the speculation economy of cryptocurrency can influence other marketplaces, you know. Like just just that vibe of like it being enough to just have a website, a landing page up with mm. cool graphics. Yeah, mm. exactly. Like mm. Icos. That was like our complaint about Icos from the very beginning. Like, so you have a cool landing page and what else? <laughs> but a lot of those Icos, especially the ones that I definitely thought were a good idea, like putting shipping containers next to hydro dams and, you know, doing Bitcoin mining based on the energy, low cost of energy there. 
No, I thought that was a super smart idea. Their branding was good. Uh, their logo was good. Uh, their whole ethos, their output on social media, the news and everything. And in the end, this $100 million Ethereum-funded ICO fell apart because the two directors didn't get on. Right. So, but And so what happened from that, though, and it was an expensive mistake to make, is that we ended up with people looking at, like, especially like EOS, for instance, uh, looking at consensus... Um, looking at consensus uh, operations in terms of instead of just having one person coming up with the idea that you have like three people and they can make an informed decision on the, on the on the business decentralized funny how the blockchain companies are like oh maybe we should run decentralized maybe we should run in our actual structure yeah so i mean recently i just saw that crypto exchange of somebody who unfortunately passed away and has died with all of the keys to the to the crypto exchange 160 million dollars <sighs> So nobody, nobody can get access to it. So it's all gone. I mean, and also that's the type of very clickbaitable, very, you know, sensationalist title. I, even though it's a real thing that happened, but that's going to be the type of thing that sticks. That five, six, seven years ago, people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, but I heard that one guy died with all the keys, so I can't be involved with a blockchain company." Mm. Do you know what I mean? Those stories, so those many, little things that come out here and there. But what I will say about that is that. The technology companies are going to get shared more because it's about technology whereas we're probably wasting so many millions per day with just inefficiency of like distribution and, and mm. ship containers falling off boats into the ocean full of food and stuff so like there's things that there's money there's money time time is money and all that that's getting burnt uh, but we don't hear about it because it doesn't have the the communications channel that would say you know actually we don't want people to hear about that because if people know that our brand is inefficient, then you're not going to use our brand because we have this idea these days that everything should marry up to our illusion yeah. of wow. our, how we perceive it. I would love, to, I would love to read like an anonymous blog or Reddit, like subreddit where people who work in logistics just post like the horror love stories. Love that. Right, and like they would have, to, it would have to be totally anonymous. So they didn't lose their jobs, but like I would absolutely love because you know it's happening. Like yeah, we all sure. know it's happening, but mm -hmm. you're right. There is like such a hush hush. They're not gonna post about it on their Twitter. Mm. Um, just to like read those. Yeah, I'd, I'd logistics be... horror stories about. Yeah, you're right. Like things falling into the ocean and logistic distribution. A decimal point being in the wrong place. Mm. Like a bit like with that film we were watching where that NASA orders a massive IBM machine in the 60s and then it gets to the door and it doesn't fit in the door because nobody thought to There's an There's also a, a, <laughs> an interesting part in that movie. Uh, the movie's called Hidden Figures, by the way. It's a fantastic film. You should watch it. About these uh, three uh, black ladies in, uh, I would say it's in the 60s, I guess, like uh, working at NASA, yeah. like number crunchers. They called them computers even though it did everything manually. Uh and it just sums it up for me, IBM in the early days with their big bulky machines, they would sell you the machine, but then when the machine got there, there was no bootloader on it. There was, you know, they, they assumed that like if you if you were buying the machine, you'd know how to like operate it from their manuals. So I, I find that highly interesting. That oftentimes the technology is ahead, but it needs the it needs the people who want to get the benefit out mm. of the technology need to. Uh, Need to code the thing. Need to need to build the uh, the interpreter, if you like. The bootloader is the, the 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 piece of code that runs first. 
for the computer to know what its purpose is, right? Right. And so if you if you track Damn, that I feel back, like I need those most mornings. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that's why that's why I got into technology so much is that I feel like a lot of these, the ways that I interact with the world are, are similar ways that the internet works. Like uh, the things that annoy me about life and the things that frustrate me, I built up a BS firewall for it. Yeah. You know, like, well, that's I think why you're you're like such a good teacher and instructor with your courses because you're always anytime that you have to explain something you're like it's a bit like this a bunch of people are at a party you know <laughs> and then 10 minutes later you take a sip of coffee and you're like and that's how routers work and you're like what yeah. <laughs> and somehow it kind of makes sense because yeah you're able to kind of like relate it to interpersonal relationships it's gotta be relatable but yeah it is it is funny when digital and cutting edge technology gets delivered in an analog way right <laughs> it's like Oh, we didn't. We it was it's digital to a point, and mm. and like the rest is on you to analog, like fill in the gap that we left. And it's interesting because those gaps, there's always somebody willing to jump in and consult for that. You know, like yeah. people are. It's like the fashion industry and the way that people like mediate the the idea of seasons. You know, like you're not fashionable if you're wearing last seasons. Yeah. Like that's crazy that we have a, an economy based on what a, boot, a bunch of people say is now in. You know what? And it's like it's a bit like how in ancient societies you'd have like um, medicine men and oracles who would be like, you know, we're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna we're gonna have this much rain this year and the crops are gonna be good and plentiful. Or we're gonna have a famine and now we have people like bloggers being like, it's totally chartreuse and chevron this year. <laughs> like we kind of kept those old. Like, we kept those old roles, and now we just have people to tell us what we need to look like and what we need to buy. I don't know, man. I think those oracles were just time travelers who, like, bought a cheap Android phone and have, like, the weather app. I think they were in those, like, huts on that good good, like, the that hashish and that those, like, you know, berries and mushrooms and stuff. <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me those people were stone sober. No. And, you know, more power to them. They made a career out of it. It's the original OGs. Oh, <laughs> original industry. All right, but, so yeah, I want to talk about quickly talk about two things that happened on Steam Hunt. Uh, don't, don't mean to shut you down because it is super interesting, but I know that time will run really quick. It's true, we do have notes, so we need to stick. To yeah, so two things that happened on the Steam Hunt blog in the last week is um, Steam Hunt put out a, a post making Steam trading pairs for SMT to potentially reach top twenty exchange. So why are we trying to make Steam trading pairs for SMT? Three days ago, we announced that we're trying to make Steam trading pairs uh, for the Daybit exchange market. The goal is to build Steam trade pairs for SMT tokens to potentially reach the top 20 exchanges globally. Even though Daybit is a new exchange in and around the top 100, it's initially reached the top 12 within two weeks of launch. So basically, out of all the dApps that are on the Steam blockchain, I would say the most progressive in terms of trying to realize the tokenomics or the tokenization of um, incentivizing a community around a dap, a Steam dap like Steam Hunt, is I would say that Steam Hunt is probably taking the lead on that. Maybe maybe Steam Monsters is doing some stuff with that with their Steam engine, but I, I see Steam Hunt being the guys who are like out there in South Korea talking to exchanges, talking to tokenomics companies and saying, hey, how do we how do we frame this? You know, how do we frame this so that the exchanges are good? That we've done our due diligence and everything. Mm. You know, like are we presenting it in the right way? 
And one thing I will have to say about Project 7 and Tabris, and this is not just blowing smoke up their ass, and I, I don't normally do that, but they their communication is on point. Like, whenever we talk about stuff, yeah. oh, there's no update or whatever, that a week later or a few days later, there's always an update. So, yeah. like, they have a very good, solid business nature about them. Man, they've always been very... Um there's never feeling of like a curtain. No, you know? diplomatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've diplomatic always been in their approach. Very transparent. Stuff. So there's a big uh, partner company called the China, uh, Chain Partners. It's one of the top leading blockchain companies in Korea, and they've got a bunch of uh, resources and stuff. And I think they're trying to work with this tokenomics company and trying to work with them in terms of uh, building a steam pair on there. So the reason for that is. Uh, well, there's there's four reasons for it. There's like a little step thing here. Uh, we believe this is a perfect time for us to approach Daybit to create the first ever Steam trade pair support for Steam dApps while they are in the undervalued stage. These are the goals. Listing Steam and SB token trades, support an evaluation-based list of temporary tokens from the SMT candidate projects, such as ERC-20 tokens, create Steam-paired market section and swap the temporary ERC-20 to SMT tokens, support fundraising for SMT projects via IEO, which are initial exchange offerings. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like a lot of business speak, and, you know, I do not have any background about initial exchange offerings, but I am interested in that over ICOs because it does seem a more sensible approach than ICOs, which are kind of like fire and flail and forget the kind of like you yeah. put money into them and you hope that in five years time something's going to be realized out of it and obviously i think 93 percent of them were proven to be either failures or just you know disappeared or just a landing page <laughs> so their their goal with all of that is that they want it to be beneficial for both the the dap and steam community for two reasons it'll create both token liquidity and market value for the dap even before the smt version of the token is launched and then also the money from investors, so from the initial exchange offering, uh, outside of the Steam community will flow into the Steam blockchain, and this will promote more successful SMT candidate, candidates. So it's like a, I, I just really, I'm really motivated by their their ability to reach out to these tokenomics companies, uh, partners, and be like, what? tell us how to frame what we're doing. Right, right. Th this is our traffic, the, this is our reach, this is like, this is our user base. Like they've done everything perfect, as far as I'm concerned. It's usually it people do do it in the reverse order. It's usually like, okay, we're on an exchange now. Let's find an audience. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's normally the other way around. Yeah, right? exactly. So I think it's a really good um, like foundation. Right. So they're they're in the process of doing an, a MO, which is a memorandum of understanding, an MOU, to reach an agreement for the goals. And I think a, long, a lot of the time, it, a lot of these exchanges, they just require the due diligence of like the structure of the company. I, I've got complete and utter trust in Steam Hunt's team to be able to to deliver on that. Yeah. And I think we need to be doing this now, like even three or four months before supposed SMTs were supposed to turn up. And it's great to see the Steam engine doing their kind of like, do you want a token? No problem. 100 Steam to get rid of all the like abuses of it here's your token We're, they've not fleshed it out yet and it's kind of like a side chain to steam in terms of your, the way that your token works but i think the more we create um i mean we kind of live in a speculation economy but like the more we create audience and noise around this stuff the more people will be like what is the steam blockchain why right. you know why why get involved with it like how does it work 
and the closer we get to selling all of the steam then it becomes a rare commodity to own it right so the price goes up because you know like you're in a you're in a situation now where people are like i want to buy it but like who's willing to sell it right um so i i don't know i just wanted to bring that up that's a post over on at uh, steam hunt uh, another thing that he did today, three hours ago. It's so badass. It's like such a power move. Yeah, I mean, it makes total sense, right? Uh, Steam Hunt delegates 15 SP for all new users signed up to enhance its onboarding experience. There's one thing that consistently the team have done is they they, they reevaluate. They go back and reevaluate their, their deployments. So if you want a Steam account today, you can go to steamhunt.com. Go to the top right-hand corner, click on sign up. And as long as you've got a mobile phone, you can validate it, confirm it, and get a Steam account. I've done it already. I tried it. got it in five minutes. You get given the private key. And once you've got the private key, uh, posting key, you can log in and get to all the other keys as well. Actually, it might have been sent. Um, can't remember how I got all the other keys. Maybe right. it was on the screen or something. And, uh, and SP, is, as in Steam Power, if you're not familiar, is really important to have because it's what fuels you being able to transact on the blockchain. So... You know, they kind of thought, okay, well, here are people that we can help them, you know, get onto the Steam blockchain. But then if they are, if they don't have very much Steam power, then they can't post on our very own site, which is what we need them for. So <laughs> I don't, can't see what that says, but. Right. So uh, all I was going to say is that there's two points is uh, the minimum RC, which yes. is the resource credits, is barely enough to make a comment or vote. Right. So even if you get an account. Um, you don't have these like two mana bars. If you think of an arcade game, you have a mana bar like when you're fighting in a fighting game like With your wizard powers. Yeah, that bar goes down the more like you get hit. Like take Tekken for instance. Everybody knows like fighting games like Tekken. The more somebody lands punches on you, the, the mana bar goes down. Well, we have a, a system in Steam which is uh, resource credits because every function that happens on a Steam blockchain has a real world consequence cost. So I don't know all the blockchains that do. I presume all the blockchains have like gas on Ethereum, same kind of ballpark, yeah, a little bit fuel. different. It's fuel. It's basically your fuel. Yeah, fuel to do, to do actions. Right, exactly. Right. Um, but there is a bug that prevents new users from upvoting. It returns the minimum voting manner alert without making the upvote action. So that's a problem because if people sign up and then they get this error message, then it's kind of like, oh, it's broken. It doesn't work. Right. Right. And that's that first entry point into the Steam blockchain. So right. we don't we don't want that. Right. Because then they might not go and explore the 400 dApps and start coming and building businesses there. So, power move from the guys that did this yeah. like three hours ago. Solution delegate 15 SP for the first month. So it gives them a little bit of SP to get them going um, to protect to protect the resource from any abusing attempts. We're running an automated algorithm for the new account creation in the interface. If any type of abuse actually detected or the new user is blacklisted, the SP will be undelegated right away. But, you know, like, it's things like that from dApps that understand... We're progressively, we're learning how to adapt. You have to remember that every hard fork that comes out, something... something ad app, everything that comes out is a new uh, focus or perspective on yeah. how the blockchain should work. And it's really difficult to keep up with that stuff. Especially if you're not an avid blogger and you just get an account, and then six months later you've gone from hard fought nineteen to twenty, and it's like, what, 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 what changed? Right. So I think it's on the DApps to be able to do that and inform as well. You're not just like showing off your app that you made on the Steam blockchain. You're actually part of the bigger ecosystem. Well, so yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Like I've, being around the block, as it were, for a couple of years now, you and I have seen DApps kind of come and go, and you can tell right away the ones who operate 
wanting to be a part of the Steam blockchain rather than just using the Steam blockchain to build their stuff on top of. And obviously the Steam blockchain is something perfect to build your project on. That's like part of what we're trying to drive awareness to and what we're trying to um, bring people in based on that premise. But it also is like, for me, extra kudos points that they are not only just building their stuff on top of the blockchain. It's a bit like a store opening up in the mall, you know, like they're not just there. They're really a part of it. And they're really part of enabling people to be to take part in other things on the blockchain as well. Not just their dap that mm. happens to run on Steam. So right, right, right. That That's always been like a really, um, really encouraging thing for me at the risk of, you know, it just turning into a major kiss ass session this whole podcast <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no you just be, you become appreciative of people who operate a certain way when you've seen um other apps it's gonna be two-way right it's gonna be yeah. a two-way street D live <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah d live how's that test net working out for you d live oh. still on the test net that's oh. nice no i have to say i've been over to d live and had a look like they do whatever they're doing over there it seems to be polished so like it's just a shame that you had to you know s- steal from peter to pay paul but I get it. It's business, right? That's business what the business usual. is called, is business, the right? Biz. Yeah. Two grey suits, a handshake, and a, a whiskey from Satori, Japan. <laughs> don't know why I came up for that. Anyway, <laughs> three hunts I want to go, go over today because I yeah. want to get into a bigger topic at the end of this, which is about packaging uh, and a YouTuber that Dale watches, yeah. um, a brand advocate. And I want to get into that. I want to get into sure. that at the end because Product Sense is not just about steam hunt hunts. It's about like products and you know sustainability and how we can we can talk about it more natively without feeling alienated. I guess. Um, so three eco hunts today, and I want to give them a sh- give a shout out to the people behind them. Uh, the first one is one that I hunted this week was Proof Inc proven immutable data it's by the genius wizard event extraordinaire roland p yeah it's been up to again he's <laughs> uh, went to a hack day over a weekend and he came up with this tool to store file hashes on the steam blockchain so uh, any kind of data documents that you have files images music zips software anything like that you can now write uh, an immutability kind of file uh, signature if you like to the Steam blockchain, using the Steam blockchain, which is super, super cool. It brings a different kind of audience into the Steam blockchain. And he's constantly pushing things out, which empower developers, get developers to come and look at the blockchain. Mm. And uh, I just, his integrity and his ability to deliver, you know, if you've got the skills, it's, it's all very well having the skills at a certain thing, but then to apply them like he does regularly yeah. and often is like next level. So props to Roland for that. It's called um, Proof.Inc. Go and check it out. It's got 613 upvotes on product. Yeah, everybody content. everybody got behind it. Everybody so, like that's it, such, it, so badass. He would have got some serious traffic him. on that. He would have got some serious... I know, I know that, pro- again, Product 7, uh, Project 7, uh, or voted it, you know, told people to go and upvote it, yeah. which was kind of cool. It's it, number three product of the day. Oh, there you go. There <laughs> you go. That's going to have some traffic behind it as well. Like Here you can see product, Project 7 said, uh, Hey, Hunters... Roland also posted this on Product Hunt, and now it's top four. Please support if you have an active PH count. So, you know, like we're using Steam Hunt to talk about Product Hunt, and, you know, that for me is respecting uh, way from, you know, like always recognize, it's like that old kind of streetwise thing of like never forget your roots. Yeah, yeah. And even though some people might be like, oh, it's just Steam Hunt's just a copycat, but using decentralized. Well, going back and showing... uh, I don't know. I just think it's a cool move. I think, I think yeah, and I think it's important to have 
proof for lack of a better word that that they're the applications for the blockchain every time somebody comes out with something that they've built on top of steam i'm like oh my gosh like it really can do anything it's yeah. like it's like the ditto pokemon of blockchains <laughs> <laughs> like it i like that that's what it should be called that should be the new strap line all right quickly because i want to get onto this thing uh, with dale because i think it's a big thing uh next up is one that was done by p piala joanna i think she's one of our mods Yes. Um, br brick op from recycled plastic to a modest house. Can you imagine a house made of Lego bricks and that these bricks are made from recy recycled materials? Today I present you with some bricks uh, project called Brick Op. Uh, very high strength and rigidity in addition to its semi-docile characteristics makes it resistant to earthquake and heavy rain. And uh, I just like anything that takes something and turns it into something else instead yeah, of it just that. being like crap that just accumulates in a... Uh, scrapyard i'm totally behind so like and it looked pretty cool as well it's like building looked pretty solid and just knowing that your building's made of recycled stuff and you know it's maybe going to have a half-life of about 40 or 50 years because it's plastic um, i just really i just really think it's a smart application of it yeah. rather than it not having an application and it you know? looks nice like we always yeah, talk yeah. about how like elon's um solar panels for houses have to look like yeah, yeah. you belong like this is this could be something that you could have on your house and nobody would question it and like, the name's great casa del plastico <laughs> it's just the best it's so smart because we we always think about like how we can use eco-friendly products but even if we switch to 100% sustainable today we still have the plastic that exactly, we have. So exactly exactly i love projects like this i think it's a good pick exactly and then finally just to wrap it all up uh, in a nice little thing i decided to throw this on here the sick day box it was another one that i hunted this week and the reason why uh, i i put it in there is that you really can make a bit if you if you're down in the dumps and you're just like listening to this because it's i don't know some kind of like weird twisted therapy about feeling good about yourself and, and the world around you um one this is a box to help you with your sickness if you get like that way you can order one of these boxes but also kind of a pick me up to say you can start a business these days from just having a great idea somebody's had a great idea uh it's a mm. box of stuff that you can order and get through the post they're like charging 29 dollars for this like sick day box comes with like a amazon movie mm. ticket in there and um i like it because it has everything in once it has everything in one box and i think for remote workers, especially if you run a business, being able to send these to your workers who are working hard, instead of them having to go out in the car or run out and get all these bits together, you really can build a business from, from an idea these days. And I can imagine this these this people got together and were just like, why don't we just build a box with all the good stuff that you want in it for a sick day? I just hope the box is sustainable. I hope the box is made from sustainable materials. If not, there's an opportunity to undercut them and do your own kind of business with that as well. Um, all right, let's get into the final thing today because we are coming up to 30 minutes. We are on 30 minutes. Uh, two quick things I want to do a quick shout out is to Oracle D for inspiring us to look at making Steam businesses. We've uh, slowly releasing a card template business this week with about 18 templates on it and we're going to take payments in Steam and also in uh, soup from a wish list on Amazon because we like <laughs> soup. That's also not them. a joke. And it's not a joke. We really would love some soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you can also pay in fiat money as well. But uh, and and a little t-shirt company as well. And we just want to do a shout out to Oracle D for that because listening to uh, Matt 
about three or four times one thing that i take away from some of this stuff was yes we do need more money to come into the steam blockchain but you also need to show other people out there that i'm willing to put this money that i'm earning back into this thing right um because if we don't have i mean we can talk about how steam's great and, and whatever but if people can physically follow the money so to speak of like we set this up we spent time doing this and then we're taking some of that profit and putting it back into this business to to sit in this this system this technology this code that we believe in uh and i think if we all did a little bit of that then before long we'd have this ecosystem that is immutable but also there's a distributed amount of value that is contained within that community and then we can redistribute it into projects that are relevant at the time with the people who are willing to get it done so a quick shout out of that also uh, finally um anybody who wants to write a script for us to connect to steam connect or to exchanges 10 exchanges yes. and get us an average price to be able to work out the steam price so that we can pass that to stripe to get a payment based on steam so for instance we have t-shirts that are 22 dollars i want to get the latest price today and then charge the, the person Right, based on the currency. Based on price. the currency. So if you want, anybody out there can help with that, uh, like a bridge between Steam Connect, Steam exchange, exchanges with the Steam price, and Stripe, that would be awesome. Let's get into final thing of today, packaging. Talk to me okay. about um, packaging. Why do we need sustainable packaging? Uh, why should we listen to this, this girl who's a brand advocate on YouTube? Um, and why why is it relevant now that she's talking about the fact that we don't that she she no longer wants to kind of take the free stuff and she's willing to pay three thousand dollars out a month for a for a makeup like, right okay so that's okay three so questions. let me go back Let's yeah go yeah back. so there is a youtuber that i watch her name is samantha ravendahl she is based in canada um vancouver so um she is a huge beauty influencer she has 925,000 subscribers on Ooh. YouTube. She has 2.2 million on Instagram and a couple hundred thousand on um, on Twitter. So damn, she has a ton of eyeballs on her. Obviously, brands um, recognize that. And they there's a common practice within the beauty YouTuber industry, um, which they call it PR, which is, you know, you might know PR, PR from other, um, other, other realms in business, but PR packages are the set aside product that a company has a lot of time it's a brand new launch so let's say it's a makeup company there's going to be you know like you were talking about fashion it's the this is fall's um eyeshadow palette these are the colors these are a couple uh lipsticks a couple foundations yada 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 that's one company now multiply that times hundreds of companies multiple products and uh what happens is they they are on these free lists so a lot of times when you're watching youtube and you see somebody using something they were given that for free in mm -hmm. order to get a review or for them to get some exposure and um it's become this like influencer brand relationship has kind of become this symbiotic thing where they kind of keep pumping the influencers with product and the influencers are like sweet i get the i get to know what's in the know i get to know what the new new is I get to, um, you know, have something to talk about on my channel because that, that helps them create their content. Content. Yes. And um, and then they don't have to pay out of pocket for this stuff. And a lot, and, and more than more often than not, because these influencers are so exorbitantly uh, rich, they don't really care about spending the money. It's about getting it on on time so it's before anybody else. Retail morphine. Right. And it's like, it's extremely, extremely competitive. 
Because when the, if you can get yours out talking about this anticipated product before anybody else, when somebody searches for that product, you're the only person there. So it becomes this like addiction. FOMO. Yeah. Like the, they, the two industries kind of feed, feed each other. So all that to say, uh, about two months ago, Samantha Ravendahl uh, released this video on YouTube was like, I'm contacting every brand that I'm on a PR list and I'm telling them don't send me anymore. And people were floored and it doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Um, and other people were offended. They were like, do you know how many people would love to have that and be in your position? And why don't you just donate it? Um, but she went into talking about how her life was completely overrun by not only the products themselves, but the exorbitant packaging that this stuff comes in. And it'll come in like a 30 pound box with a screen inside that when you open it, it plays a video They they're throwing iPads in there. I mean, all these brands over the years, they are trying to outdo each other and they're trying to be that month's memorable box so that it'll stick in this person's mind. But the problem is the more they get flooded with the products, the more the more over the top they have to be to grab grab this person's attention. And storage. Yes. So she was explaining how she actually had to hire a company to come and pick up an entire two two uh, car garages worth That's of packet. Not even the products, just the packaging. And then she had to deal with the packaging. Then she had to deal with the actual the products herself and be like, "Well, I got an entire range of foundations. One color matches me." Okay, I need to maybe try to donate some of it and give some of it away. And she was absolutely drowning in product. She started to really hate her job and hate what she did. And this person who was a creative and who was, who grew up being in, absolutely in love with makeup and it being a passion of hers, she kind of explained that the the just the waves of it, which is kind of what we feel sometimes on on Steam Hunt virtually, mm. uh, it totally just burned her completely burned her out because it was just like almost like stimulation overload. Well, it's, it it pulls the it pulls the um, love out of it right, right. if you if you if you're dealing with mounds and mounds of boxes the the, the it goes from reviewing to physical management yeah, yeah manifestation logistics. of like oh shit if i do this i need to take care of that right and you know how you feel like when your space around you feels cluttered or or maybe the converse being like how you feel when you finally clear out a space, that clarity you mm. feel in your mind. Mm. Imagine doing that for hours and hours and hours only to have another wave come at you in a, in a month or in a couple of weeks. So the reason why this came up between the two of us is because uh, she posted a uh, an update video where a bunch of people and, and other influencers were sending her messages like, are you okay? <laughs> Literally, like as if she had decided to go on a hunger strike. Are you okay? How are you finding it? Are the brands mad at you? Um, What's your life like now that you're not receiving these things? Like, you know, and and if you want to look it up, it's called um, No PR Update. Regrets plus how much I've spent on makeup. She spent $3,000 of her own money replacing everything that she would have gotten for free. Um, but she also goes into the fact that she's like so much more happy. She's, she has a clarity about her. She knows that she is doing something for the environment and she made sure to tell her management that when they told the brands these things that it was because that she was taking a stand against um, exorbitant ridiculous wasteful packaging and um, I think that was important for them to hear but it's interesting how we almost have to get into a situation like that before it's like like having a job where you earn millions and millions and millions of dollars and then it's like oh I'm in a I'm in a position in my life now to be able to do something about it yeah it's like we burn through the resources and then get worried about the resources when we have the money to make enough mo noise about it right so I mean that's look uh, anything that's going to help this is good but 
I, anybody who's watching that girl, I'd be, I, you know, you should be commending this this person for taking that stance, really. And and we've got to get out of that entitled culture of like, I'm a blogger or I'm a, you know, you should send me free stuff. Nothing's free. There, there was a there was a cost to making that product, right. like the 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 cost or the money they're compounding it they're they're sucking up that cost because they want your content they want your voice they want your face they want your community because that drives speculation and the speculation drives i need to get this because everybody else has got it right and and the other thing that i thought was really that i just never would have thought of because i'm like you know so stuck on the eco part is she talked about how her relationship to the items completely changed. Mm. How when she was buying things with her own money, A, she had to be more intentional about what she bought and think in advance, okay, do I have a content purpose for this on my channel? What am I going to talk about? You know, is this something that I really want or need? And then on the other flip side, she because she's buying it, she um, she knows what it costs. And she was like, I nev- it completely, I completely gapped for all these years of receiving PR that when I recommend a product, sometimes I don't know if it's $85 for a mascara mm. tube. Mm. And it brought me back down to earth. And she was saying, like, you know, that that is a useful thing. I think if anybody out there is a brand advocate, even if you work, you know, with, with technology or cameras or anything, it's so, so important to know, like, you're going to review it differently because you got it for free. Not right. because... And you can be impartial and you don't have to, you know... It's not that you kiss the brand's ass, but, like... There's a difference when you get a bag of potato chips, how you feel about it, if it was a $4 bag of potato chips or a $0.99 cent bag of potato chips. You're going to judge it a lot harsh, more harshly if you know that they were there was an expense there. I, I would agree with that because of the stuff that I've seen on Upwork where it's people are like, I've got the content, I've got the red camera, I've got this, I've got that. Just you need to make it viral. Make me a viral video. Right? There's people <laughs> who are like, have bought all the kit because they keep right. seeing all these people producing this stuff. And then it's like, I need you to make me viral. In other words, I need you to pay for more of this stuff. Right. Like, and we get into a point where all we're doing is just consuming, right. like, or being consumed by consuming. The consumerism of real time is like choking us to death, like right. mentally and physically. So, all props to that girl, yeah. really, for for exposing that because anything that, like, you know, why can't the brands work together and just send one eco-friendly box with all the stuff in? Right. You know, like how how much you can cut down the amount of like vans that have to go out per day. Right. I mean, that's going to have an effect. I mean, Amazon is probably going to be pissed or about they, that. But. If they have a profile on all of their influencers that says Samantha Ravindal is this this skin tone, yeah. she likes these there colors, and she blah 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 blah. That means she doesn't have to receive thirty foundation shades. That one of them is going to work for her. Toneblock.com, but a, a blockchain for storing Ooh. your skin tones on. Wow, that way when twenty three and me wants to. There you go. Photocopy, you could, they can match the exact skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. When they want to sell you back a clone of yourself when you're 90. Oh, my God. Um, no, but, yeah, you and I, we, we just ended up kind of talking about it because I was watching it and I was like, dang, you know, like, good for her, good for mm-hmm. A for using her platform. The video, her update video got 272,000 views. Damn. I mean, that's... It's a lot of... Yeah. That's a really awesome use of a platform and even by just one person receiving the amount that she re- receives saying like no thank thanks but no thanks um i think it was a great message for the brands to hear and she also updated like none of them were mad at her she's still getting all of the like sponsorships and I, you know she the relationship's still open so i think people are afraid also to do that type of stuff um well, and it just takes when, one person to do it to be like the the use case to be the proof of concept that it can be done it's good that she 
it's good that she's um, switched on enough to recognise that it was the packaging and all the like stuff, storage of the stuff. She must have been getting through tons of stuff. Oh, you should yeah. see what these girls get. Mountains. I mean, three. Mountains. I mean, if you think about it, like three thousand dollars worth of makeup per month, or like in a month of the stuff that she uses just shows you really like it opens you up to like your consumption pa patterns and i'm sure it's healthily affected her life because you'll look at other things in her life now yeah. right and For i think sure. you get to that i think it's, i think it is a journey in your life you get to a point where it's kind of like you start questioning your motives why you buy that jacket or like have your hair done this often or like have that level of car or that yeah. that size of a house you know and at some point you, that game of acquisition starts to like wane a little bit because after a while it just becomes things that you have to maintain yeah but then know? i think once you catch like the minimalism buzz bug that becomes its own game like okay what else can i cut out like yeah. what else do i not need and so just thinking about that is uh is great and so i think even if you're not into makeup or anything i think it's a really good watch and she has a great um non-judgmental way about her mm. you know that says this is just what i'm doing this is, i'm not trying to be preachy um and yeah, you're right. It's, it, it takes a, a degree of self-reflection to be like, you know, what can I, what can I do personally? So, mm. and we're going to so, finish up yeah. there today. Yeah, uh, forty-five minutes that was. Believe it or not, nailed it. Yeah, I kind of did today. Nailed it. I did. I'm going to play the, uh, and play the outro, mm. and we will see you next week. Do um, subscribe if you want. You don't have to. I mean, it's probably environmentally friendlier to not, but uh, it's on you. <laughs> See ya. Bye. You can support the show by heading to anchor.fm forward slash product sense and clicking support this podcast or by checking out any of this week's sponsors. You can subscribe to Product Sense wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can hang out with us on Discord by visiting smarturl.it slash talkback. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.